Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. We're sounding the alarm for the peril and the uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment is for the objective truth. As The Watchman, we will always call out whenever we see those that live in the land of the fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We will call out the real motives of those living in the land of unlimited imagination. We'll do that by expanding and expounding on the underreported facts. <clears throat> Today, we're going to be getting to those underreported facts with Rick Crump. Rick Crump is a management consultant with his own firm called Kinetic Experience, where he helps Fortune 500 companies solve complex business problems. Rick and his wife, Tammy, founded Kinetic Faith to equip and mobilize the church to help turn around the moral decay of our society. Rick is with us today. Welcome to the show, Rick. Great to be back with you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, great to have you back. I wasn't sure. Um, how, how did you feel about the trifecta you had uh, last weekend? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I got to <laughs> tell you, I, I have been on cloud nine since about uh, Thursday of last week when we started getting news about the uh, basically three things, right? One, no new witnesses. You know, the House should have done its job, so no new witnesses in the impeachment trial, so it's going to be coming to a close. I was just ecstatic about that. Then, then literally within an hour of that news, we get out, we get news that Brexit is finalized. I've been a huge proponent of Brexit. And then, of course, the, the, the hat trick was on the last night, my Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And Oh, and get this. How spooky is this play? <clears throat> so I was five months old, and my dad was 25 years old <clears throat> when that first Super Bowl happened, Super Bowl four, where the Chiefs won. Okay, right. 50 years later, right. my 25-year-old son is sitting watching the game with me last night with his five-month-old son. How crazy is that? What are the odds? That's amazing. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You're absolutely right. It was a great game. and But I, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the impeachment hoax from the deep state. Because they have spent how many hours, the deep state players like, you know, Nadler and Schiff, declaring that we shouldn't be paying any attention to the man behind the curtain. Oh, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> That's exactly right. Don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. That was what they were declaring. Look, the Senate was likely set up by the House and Pelosi in the first place. And I think they, they, they never tried to litigate executive privilege and call witnesses like Bolton. They never tried to do it. The House didn't do it. And not only that, they, they blocked the U.S. District Court from ruling on executive privilege. So that, that's a very compelling point as well. The House blocked it. That's exactly right. They, they didn't want this out. Look, they, they simultaneously then passed an article of impeachment for obstruction of Congress because Trump went to the courts. See, Pelosi held these articles of impeachment in order to force the Senate to have witnesses. She was trying to force that. That was her plan from the beginning, to put the Senate in a jam over witnesses. That was her, that was her plan. The House impeachment hoax was, was all part of it. That was all part. They, they don't want to, they, not by subpoenaing witnesses, but their attempts was to bypass judicial review by bringing it to the Senate. That was their plan. The investigation into corruption is required by any elected lawmaker. And I think it's important for us to look at this because they're trying to turn Trump's desire 
to unroot corruption in the Ukraine. They're trying to basically say that that is instead Trump trying to get something on a political opponent. Why? Because, well, Biden's son's involved in this corruption. So all of a sudden he's off limits. That's what they're trying to declare. He's not off limits, folks. Okay? You don't turn a blind eye to corruption. It's wrong and it's illegal. It was not Trump that colluded with Russia, okay? It was Hillary. It was the Democrats. It was a Democrat National Committee that colluded with Russia. It was Fusion GPS. They colluded with Russia. Trump didn't. Trump didn't. Now, he might have attempted to get to the bottom of what was going on with the Bidens, but there's a federal law, but there's a federal law that requires him to do that. The thing of it is, is that he went about it in a process that wasn't normal for, for the people, the bureau, bureaucrats in Washington. He went against their grain by doing it in a way that they normally wouldn't do. And I think it just really upset him. I mean, if you're going to extend aid to a foreign country, ostensibly an ally, then the president's required to make sure that we're not allowing the money and we're not we're not allowing it to go and be thrown at a corrupt government with corrupt operations. And, you know, part of it was to figure out what was going on with the Bidens anyway, because they were part of the whole corruption end of it. You see, you got it. It's just been it was laid out completely, all of this. And it was clear to the American people. It's clear to me. Okay, that Trump didn't do anything nefarious or wrong or impeachable. Now, it was the Bidens and the Democrats and the Obama, Obama administration where all of this actually did happen. And I think that the American public sees this. This is what they're so, well, they're, they're so upset about. I think the American public is in, is in total uh, upheaval over this issue. They, they can't stand the fact that the Democrats are trying to turn around an election of 2016. They want to get Trump out through impeachment because they can't beat him at the ballot box. So they're basically impeaching Trump for winning an election, folks. They're, they're impeaching him for winning an election. Uh, Rick, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that, that's what I saw it as. Oh, yeah, you, you nailed it. I, I go back to what the, the Democrats were trying to accomplish three things, and they failed miserably now in both the House and the Senate. The first was they were trying to have this really big cloud of doubt over Donald Trump by the time impeachment left the House and goes to the Senate. They knew they could, they had no facts, but they were just trying to spin and spin and spin to create cloud of doubt. They failed. Number two, they were trying to get division between uh, the Republicans within the Republican ranks. And it, it really rattled their cages when they saw that, the, that it was a party line vote. I go back to the fact that that's why Nancy Pelosi held up the articles of impeachment, because she knew they failed in the first two, a cloud of doubt and, and, and a division within the Republican ranks. And they knew that their their uh, articles of impeachment would be would be uh, they'd be put on the defensive, which they have. Right. They've been said, why didn't you get the witnesses? So they were counting on the first two so that they would go into the Senate with some momentum that would put the Republicans on their heels and play defense about witnesses. But the Republicans didn't have to because they just kept putting it back on the House. By the way, folks, for those listening right now, the House can still call these witnesses. The House still has all the authority in the world to go finish this investigation and go get all of these, quote, facts together. And that's what right. nobody in the mainstream media wants to keep acknowledging. So now it puts Nancy in a, in a tight spot because they have no momentum going into the Senate. And now they know that they're going to be playing defense. 
And they almost got away with withholding it, except that when the missiles with Iran started going around, people started realizing that, wow, you, you've got an impeached president that's more powerful than ever. He's showing leadership. He's showing he's showing initiative. And the Dems had to try to steal the, the momentum back again. So they send the articles over. But, you know, much to their chagrin, it, it goes against them again. And it's just about basing their case on a lie. And now let me tell you what's going to happen for the closing act. For the closing act, the mainstream media is cringing at this. They don't want to admit this yet. But what, for the closing act, what's going to happen is that all those senators on the Democrat side that are running for president are going to have to go on the record now. And they're going to have to cast a vote to acquit or to um, to uh, um, convict. And the reason why that's significant is that they've now admitted they didn't have enough evidence to convict, which is why they needed more evidence mm-hmm. with witnesses. And if they vote to acquit mm. because there's not enough evidence, then they're traitors within their own ranks. And if they vote to convict, then they're admitting that they're convicting someone on a shortage of evidence. And Trump can just beat that drum all the way to the White House in 2020 again. They are in a no-win situation. They know it. They're circling the wagons. And they do not want what I'm saying right now to be made public because that is exactly what's coming down the pipe. Watch for it. Take it to the bank. Well, I think you're right. I, I think that, you know, first off, I mean, of course, the Pravda fake news propaganda machines that are pretending to be the Sunday news channels that are pretending to be the news at all. Those activists that claim to be journalists and those phony experts that they parade out there to promote that narrative, they're, they're, they're all going to be the denying or the not reporting, I should say, that the Democrats can still go back and call these witnesses and make their case. They can still do it. But they won't because there is no case. There's nothing there. Right. And, you know, Rick, you put it. Boy, that was well, aptly, very, very to the point. And I got to tell you something. I'm very, very thankful you brought it out that way because it's true. This is what it is. You know, that the prerequisite, the prerequisite, if you will, for impeachment is a high crime or misdemeanor. And there wasn't any. The aid to the Ukraine was delivered on time. There was no victim. So the aid was given on time. Two weeks early. Before the deadline, there was no victim. Not one Ukrainian leader has come out and stated that they felt pressure by Trump. Not one. And lastly, the Democrat corruption in Ukraine, which the Democrats want all of us to believe is a conspiracy theory, is real and has been made reported, has been reported, I should say, on all the fake news propaganda machine networks. You see, the corruption is so obvious that even the propaganda arm of the socialist movement has to report it. And that's the fact that Biden, Hunter Biden, was making nearly a million dollars a year for a job he wasn't qualified for, for a job where he had no expertise. So the only thing possible that they could be offering in return for that million dollars a year salary was some sort of a quid pro quo. And Johnny Ernst out of Iowa already stated, (laughs) if Joe Biden ever got elected, he will be impeached for that statement on that video camera where he said he told the Ukrainian president to fire the prosecutor or they weren't getting the aid. This was quid pro Joe, prick quo quo, and it was on video camera and he bragged about it. So I want to make no no mistake. Don't don't miss that, folks. Don't miss that. However the propaganda machines that we see out there all the time, the uh, Sunday news, well, I should say Sunday propaganda output, they show Adam Shifty 
where he was declaring Trump's phone call to the Ukrainian president. He was actually declaring it. After they did, after they denied him witnesses and all, he goes back on the news shows and he says that the president was guilty of solicitation, coercion, and blackmail. That's right. He, he did that. He's still stating these lies. He's still out there doing this. He's saying that Trump withheld aid from a foreign ally. Again, not true. He's saying that the case has been proven beyond a reasonable doubt, but wants to call more witnesses. Hence, evidence that we know that statement is not true. Because you have to ask yourself, if the case was made, you wouldn't need more witnesses. So, if the case is without merit, it hasn't been proven, and Trump did not withhold any aid. The aid was released. Folks, he's still hanging on to the sham because he knows, like Rick said, there's nothing else for them. They know all they have left now are really horrible candidates with misery and despair as their great ideas. And they're going to be going up against Trump. They're going to be they're going to be declaring late term abortions. When you had a president that was speaking to the pro-life march. For the first president ever to do that, they're going to be making they're, 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 they're going to be wanting they're going to be declaring their slavery reparations and their their health care for everyone for every you know, the health care for everyone. Doctors for no one plan. So they want to replace our health care with that. They want to replace the. The economy with, well, with, with government handouts, higher taxes and more misery. They want to contract the economy. That's their plan. See, as I said before, the Marxist propaganda networks are still allowing the hoax, the hoax to gain credibility on their channels. They're still allowing this. This is the part I don't like. This is evidence-based proof that they're acting as enemies of the people. Because they keep decrying that a fair trial in the Senate was not had. Who is it that deserves a fair trial? The accused or the accuser? Well, the accused has to make sure he get a fair trial. The prosecution prepares the case for trial in the, for trial in the Senate. The prosecution in the House failed to prepare that case. They didn't present any compelling evidence of a high crime or misdemeanor. And the Marxist propaganda networks are joining with the deep state now, the the make Iran great again Democrats, in whining about the lack of a fair trial. This is unbelievable to me. They They did not submit a compelling case, folks. They didn't. There is no case, no crime, no victim, no doubt of an acquittal. And that's the that's the fact. Cut the comedy. Rick, I mean. The acquittal was definitely deserved, correct, Rick? Oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> remember, there's this thing called the Constitution where we're supposed to presume innocence, right? And and it's, it's evidence that requires us to change from the default of, of innocent to the, uh, to, to the um, decision to find somebody guilty, you know? And, and this is, we have to keep reminding, again, you know, it happened with uh, with Judge Kavanaugh. Let's keep reminding the left and the Democrats that by our American system, you are you are innocent until proven guilty. You're supposed to do your homework and bring evidence. You're supposed to have your act together and you can't blame other people for your failures. What I find interesting is that the 
narrative that the that the Democrats have been playing out in society for so many years, that there's this envy, there, there needs to be social justice and redistribution, there needs to be someone else is to blame for your problems, uh, someone else is winning be, uh, at your expense. This is essentially the same theme they're running for this impeachment. They're looking for an excuse for their loss instead of doing their job and being responsible to try and get a win. Well, they're declaring no acquittal without a trial. So we're going to unpack this here with a punch, okay? We're going to unpack this here with a punch. If there's no legitimate crime, there can be there can be an acquittal without a trial, folks. I mean, that's just a fact. It's called the case is dismissed. <laughs> Before it ever gets there, there is no case. A judge doesn't allow it. This impeachment sham is being thrown out of court without a trial. Another compelling fact that Romney, I want to, I want Romney to understand this. Willard Romney, Willard, the movie with the rats, Willard, Willard Romney. Romney needs to be listening to to Hakeem Jeffries' closing arguments. I thought it was really, really interesting. Hakeem Jeffries is a Democrat activist, pretend to be a lawmaker, and he's actually a selective lawbreaker. Well, he's declaring that the Republicans need to remember the great man, John McCain. The noble John McCain. The benevolent John McCain. Folks, this selective, this selective phony embracing of John McCain is sickening, okay? Because I can tell you right now, Hakeem Jeffries does not think highly of John McCain. He's just trying to pander and play it out. The noble, benevolent, the, the, the noble, benevolent, great John McCain, he helped usher in the phony dossier. Remember that, folks? Against Trump, it was he who helped bring that in. So the best they have, the absolute best that they can close the argument with, was to plead to the Republicans to remember John McCain as their motivation to convict Trump. You see, folks, it's highly likely that McCain would, in fact, have support in empty impeachment for thought crimes. And, and I do believe that. Because McCain hated Trump more than anybody I've ever seen. McCain actually denied the repeal of Obamacare when they had, he was the deciding vote. McCain went through there with his thumb down like that as he went through the aisle and they said, John McCain, he went thumb down. I'm not voting for it. I want our listeners to understand that. Because John McCain had it in his power to repeal Obamacare and do the right thing for the American people. And he chose not to do it because he knew that although it would hurt millions of Americans for not completely repealing it, he was more interested in putting it to Trump for not giving Trump the victory of repealing Obamacare. That, folks, is the noble man that Hakeem Jeffries was trying to allude to. Rick, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I will tell you. Um, I think uh, I think that these two gentlemen, McCain and Romney, I owe them a debt of gratitude. Actually, they have inspired me to take kinetic faith in a direction. You know, we we are where faith and politics meet. They have inspired me to basically get on the, to beat the drum about primaries. We all know that when November comes, you got you have a Republican and a Democrat against each other, and and we have to you know, vote Republican if we're, if we're going to, if, if indeed the Republican stands for the party platform. The challenge we have 
is there's been candidates up there like Romney and like McCain that even people within their own state didn't like. And what they've done is they've inspired me to commit our resources and time to educating the church and the public about primaries again. The real change that's going to take place in this country with representation is going to take place through the primaries. And that's really where we need to focus our efforts. They And, and I really owe a debt of gratitude to McCain and Romney because they were the ones that just really just lit a fire under me to focus on that. It, it, they're, they're a disgrace to the party. They need to be replaced and they need to be scorned. And we need to basically look to get rid of people like that. Um, it rem- I, I go back and I remind people again, back in the 1800s, shortly before the Civil War, you had the party of the Whigs. What did the Whigs do? That's right. The Whigs compromised on slavery. They claimed That's to be right. the conservative That's party. Right. They, they had the Whigs and the Democrats. And the Whigs claimed to be the conservative party. And they compromised on their values. And they compromised on their principles. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came this other party that said, hey, we will stand for these, for this moral right to get rid of slavery. And thus, the Republican Party was born. That's right. And wow. that's what we need to remind Republicans of today. Do not go the way of the Whig. Right. I'm on the Republican committee with you. I'm a <clears throat> proponent. But I will yep. tell you that any fight that I do within the Republican ranks is to purge our party of the McCain's and the Romney-like people because they do nothing but damage us and harm us in the long run. It's, it's, you're absolutely right. The Whig Party compromised on slavery, and they went the way of the dodo bird. Okay. That's exactly right. So I think we're going to see in, in, in the Democrats, because the Democrats have given up on the blue collar vote. The Democrats have given up on America's economy. The, Ameri- the Democrats have become the make Iran great again Democrats, the make China great again Democrats, to make globalism a reality again Democrats. This is who they become. Not to make America great again, not to keep America great again, but to let's give it back to Europe again. Let's undo the trade deals again, Democrats. Let's get rid of the Obama. Let's get rid of the tech, the Trump tax cut Democrats. This is who they've become. It will be interesting, though, to see if they do end up subpoenaing John Bolton. I don't believe they will. I believe it was their goal to simply stick it to the Senate. And I think now that the Senate has fought back, I think they're done because you you had correctly stated he can't he cannot debunk any of the facts. He can't refute them. The facts are there. And I don't think he has anything to offer. But it's it's interesting to see the fake news and how the fake news has responded, not just to the Democrat debates, but to the Democrats' message and to the future, I think, that they see of the Democrats. See, they see the future. I think they see the future. They're seeing the real polling, and it's scaring them. The real polling that the public doesn't really get a chance to see, you and I see, Rick. Because we, we go to we go to different sources, but the average public they just get the CNN Gallup poll or the CNN NBC Gallup poll, the CBS New York Times poll, or whatever the the Washington Post polls and the ABC News Washington Post polls. They're seeing those polls, and those are the fake, phony ones. Even Fox News has crazy polls out there. You wonder how do they how do they conduct their samplings? How do they conduct the questioning? How is the question asked? What is the question? One thing is for sure, the evidence that Trump's momentum is incredible is that not only does he sell out, sell out, there is no cost for the tickets, not only, not only does he fill the arenas that he goes into, but they're all standing room only. They're all standing room only. 
and they're waiting and, and tens of thousands don't get in. Tens of thousands don't get in. Now, that's compelling to me. And it's an undeniable, uncontestable fact. The media sees it. They see the real polling numbers. You know, when you see Van Jones and Chris Matthews and, and, and Scarborough and others, Rachel Maddow, others, when they, when, when any of those, or any of those fake newscasters they put out there, when you see them and none of them are happy with the Democrats that are running, none of them. And almost to the, almost to the person, almost completely, not all of them, but almost to the person, but you can tell by the way they report it, but almost to the person, they, they say none of them can beat Trump. None of them. They know it. They see the polling. They see the messaging. And they know they've been unsuccessful in hiding it. See, they've all seen this movie before. They've all seen the movie before. And they know how the movie ends, Rick. The movie's going to end with Donald Trump being reelected for another four years, Rick. Why don't you wrap this up? Yep, absolutely right. I mean, there's a reason why Bloomberg has entered the race, folks. There's a reason why there's rumors about whether Hillary Hillary will enter the race, folks. There's reasons why they're debating about changing the, the rules for the Democrat uh, debates to allow somebody like a, a, a Bloomberg, even though his poll numbers haven't moved at all. They know they've got a, a dud. They've got a dud and it's on, dead on arrival, just like impeachment. And it, that's why they like to go back so many times and talked about how they took pass interference and tried to prevent Trump from scoring a touchdown by running, even though they knew they'd pay for impeachment because they somehow had to do something to change the game. Um, so I, I feel very confident in the position that we're in and fighting for the right and staying on offense is paying off. Um, I will say this. One thing we should be grateful to my chiefs about for, uh, for, for their win last night is that they prevented us. You mean, you mean to win, you mean to win last, last week? Turning mean, down the, you, the uh, invitation. You mean to win last weekend? Well, last night. <laughs> no, last Chiefs weekend. Last weekend. Last uh, Sunday. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, no, enough they, said. Enough they, said. They, uh, San Francisco wanted to, to turn down an invitation from the president, and the Chiefs have uh, have prevented that from happening. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled. I'll tell you what, and, and not for anything, I am thrilled that that the Chiefs pulled it off for, for the simple fact that I don't want Nancy Pelosi uh, gloating on anything. But whatever the case is, it's a moot point in the, in the sense of one thing is for sure. And you made the comment, and I agree with you. I think these Democrats, they're, they're looking to Bloomberg, and Bloomberg has nothing. They lost 1,100 seats in 2010. That's, yep. that's up and down every ballot in every state, 1,100 seats. They were purged of all those up-and-coming activists the concealed ones so now they're stuck with the with the visual ones and nobody wants them and people don't want they won't elect them so they don't have a a uh, a man behind the the curtain type candidate they don't have them anymore those are all gone they all lost those seats so what they have left are people that can't win these elections well we're out of time thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in uh we really appreciate you tuning in today on the watchman Tune in next week at 4.30 on Saturday, right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL. You can tune in by clicking on, uh, going to YouTube and actually searching in YouTube, WFYL, and you'll come up and you just see the listen live. You can click there. Or you can go to the 1180WFYL.com website and click listen live. Or you can listen to us in the listening area <laughs> while you're traveling through it. Or you can listen to our podcast that we post once they're on. Either way, we appreciate you tuning in. 
Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for Rick for being here. Thanks to all of our listeners. See you next week on The Watchman. I'm Clay Brees. For Rick Crump, goodbye for now.